0: Hey, everyone. This is our very first socially distant podcast. Um, Besides Code, he's always up in here sharing my germs. How's it going?
1: Good. Can't get away from me.
0: No. Um, So last week, this last week has been insane. Mm -hmm. Everything Mm -hmm. has broken loose and everyone has tried to live sort of a quarantine lifestyle and would you yeah. say that's accurate you're still working but yeah the kids in there are kind of just well you
1: say like like globally you know it's it's weird to have this this virus like coronavirus that affects everyone in the world like I feel like yes. it's such a weird experience you think like this isn't a local thing this isn't just America it's everybody dealing with yeah. it and that's really
0: and weird. kind of mind-blowing now on the beginning uptake of what other places in the world have been dealing with in a hardcore way yeah and even more so by far than us yeah so we're getting a taste of what you know italy and other places have been Mm -hmm. dealing with and um it is a good you know it's a good compassion builder
1: absolutely and it's sort of connecting in a way because like i said you everyone's dealing with it and that's what's really cool about this episode that you did today with Holly Golden.
0: Right. So this Sunday, this last Sunday was the first day of our extreme social <laughs> social distance. Mm-hmm. We had church online, right. um, which was a total new experience. It was and fun. It was. It was really, I think it was a holy moment. Yeah. And here in our room, worshiping with our kids. hmm um, but there was this kind of growing pit in all of our stomachs as we realized the gravity of the situation. It kept sinking in more and more. And the more I would look at my phone and we would talk, mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, this is no joke, what is going on? Yeah. And so we went out for actually it was interesting. We were gonna go to bed. We were eating dinner kind of late and Ellie started crying, our daughter, because she had been promised a hike earlier and we forgot about it so we're like you know what we don't have school tomorrow let's put on our shoes and go for a walk Mm -hmm. and on that walk on our way there I was looking at my phone uh reading this really sweet devotional that um yeah my friend Holly had written it was like a just a word on fear and how to face down fear and I thought this time in our podcast, I'd love to be pastored and led in um, just disciplines and things that we, you know, I think we need some leadership. And so she is on the preaching team at Redemption Hill Church. And I, I don't know, she had some really sweet things to say.
1: I got to say, this one's really good. And especially with the just the present state of our country and the world, everything going on, uh, there's... The fear fear is the kind of the focus of the podcast and how to process and handle fear. And it's a really good
0: And anxiety yeah, it's Yeah. A-
1: and it's really good and, and Holly kinda of talks through her own personal journey with her relationship with fear. And but I think it correlates really well with what we're going on, what we have going on in the world today with this situation because there's so much fear and anxiety about the future, you know, for so many people financially with their jobs, their families, with getting sick. You know, there's so much fear and unknown. And we realize like the loss of control that we have. And so it's really, Mm -hmm. I think, an important episode. And I thought it was really great.
0: Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't help anyone anywhere to be like, hey, don't fear. Do not fear. Don't worry about it. God's in control. So we just, you know, we carved out 45 minutes or so. just sort of stared it down. And I hope that it brings you guys some hope, like it did me. I kind of felt unwound after this conversation. Uh, this is my <laughs> first time doing a like mobile interview, right, so like that's on the phone. new for me. Janky times call for janky measures. You know, it works I well. But
1: I think this sound is great, and it worked out really well.
0: Yeah, I thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Also, Holly's doing a. 24
1: 7 prayer well
0: it's not 24 7 what are the hours it's like 6 a.m to 10 p.m right prayer um, around the world where there's a guide for kind of how to divide up your prayer time and to pray through and each person takes an hour of the day and um that would be really cool if any of our friends want to sign up the link is in my lou Dre. You walk us through how to sign up, how to go online and sign up to uh, put your name in a slot to pray for an hour together with everyone.
1: Yeah, so it's pretty simple. Uh, Holly's Instagram is at the Golden Sparrow and then Lou's Instagram, obviously, at Lou Dre, And they both have the link in their bio and it takes you to a Google Sheets page and where you can sign up for a time. So you choose the day that you want to, s- to select an hour long slot to pray. And it's really cool. Holly's made a guide to kind of give you um, uh, something to follow along to pray with if you want, and sort of a reference to walk through it, which I think is really cool to kind of have like different subjects or talking points or things, prayer points to focus on. And you select the time. (coughs) What you need to do is for me, when I signed up for a time slot, I had to log into my actual Gmail account. To get on to the Google Sheets page. So it might be easier on a computer. You can do it on a phone if you download the Google Sheets app, is what I had to do. Uh, so it's not rocket science, but you just have to go through the steps, download the Google Sheets app, and log in. And then when you click the link, it should take you to that and you can sign up on there. So, really cool way to kind of, as a time when everybody's like separated and sort of uh, social distancing, to be able to kind of pray as a community together. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool, a cool idea on Holly's part. And I think it's something that everyone should try to be a part of if you can. If you can carve out an hour of your day, we're going to do it. And um, But if you have any questions about it, you can message Lou and try to help sign up if you're interested and need help signing up for it.
0: Yeah. Man, I miss all my people. I mean, it's not like it has not been very long. And um, it's not like I was hanging out with everyone every day. But I liked knowing that I could. So um, as soon as everything clears up, I'm going to rush a few people with some hugs. <laughs> but I'll give you a hug right now because we're not banned, right?
1: No, I, I think... Uh, I don't think there's any way we could be. The Ship is Sailed.
0: <laughs> the Ship is <has> Sailed. <laughs> Okay, enjoy this conversation with Holly. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked we connected and man, what a
2: week. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's so crazy. Oh, it's so surreal, isn't it?
0: It's really strange. It's surreal. We went for a hike though on... Sunday night we were just praying and on the way up I like glanced at my phone I looked at like this beautiful writing you had done about fear and I know some of your background that you've had to like face down fear before so I was like okay this is what this is who I need to talk to this week and so thank you for being generous and willing to come on
2: oh my goodness totally my pleasure yeah it's it's the time to talk about fear it's the sure. time to
0: talk about fear, and um, after that, remind me, because I want to ask you about your, like, your prayer chain sign-up, too, because that's really exciting.
2: Oh, totally. Yay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, so really quick, just give a, a quick background on what your life is like, um, who you are, and then we'll get started from there.
2: That sounds good. Yeah, I'm Holly, and um, I have, um, I have two twin boys, they're seven, and a two and a half year old son. And my husband is my high school sweetheart. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. No. Yes. And so we're from Oregon. And um, we moved out here to help some friends plant a church. Yeah. So um, we moved in the summer of 2016 and um shortly thereafter that winter one of our sons connor one of the twins was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and autoimmune disease and had some pretty intense complications and so that's kind of my most recent practice at battling fear and anxiety is just walking through um, his journey battling the um, inflammatory bowel disease
0: Yes. Yeah, so I think when I first met you, you had just gotten up with him or something to, he's
2: had some really long hospital stays, right? You're right. Yeah. When, when I first met you, when you came to my house for that mom's night, mm-hmm. get together. Um, yeah, Connor had just gotten out and I believe he had had, that was after his, um, blood clots in his brain. So, um we had some times there where he was having blood clots um in some big veins in his brain, and we didn't know what what was happening and so we were praying and really, what was happening was the Lord was resolving those blood clots before wow. we, the doctors even knew what they were that's so,
0: incredible yeah that's crazy, and i don't i don't even know what that would do to you as a mom, but um, (laughs) it's just insane to watch your baby, you know, suffer, especially if you don't know
2: exactly what's wrong. Yes. 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 What do you mean? You don't know what's happening. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then you are
0: on the um, preaching team at your church. Yes.
2: Yes, that's right, which has been such an encouragement and blessing. I feel like in the last year, the Lord has really shown me um, that part of my heart, that preaching part of my heart. I feel like it's really kind of um, something that he's stirred up in me recently. I've loved his word for so long and um, loved leading people. And I, however, (laughs) am not a public speaker. It's not my desire to get up in front of a bunch of people, but... Oh, that word burning in my heart. I feel compelled to share it, compelled to share it. Um, and when I think about the word that God has for his church right now, I, I cannot hold that back, you know, so I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm in on preaching and learning and yeah, yeah, it's a whole new world, but I'm really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, man, for such a time as this. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> so talk to, I mean, we have all kinds of listeners, but a lot of us are, you know, moms and parents and, you know, even people who aren't parents, but people who are just facing down the the climate right now with this insane virus that's going around and our yes. economic situation and, yes. um, we don't need to talk about that as much as we do whatever it's triggering inside of us that literally almost makes you feel sick. I think oh. we all have had fear and anxiety um, kind of, I don't know, laying dormant or not even dormant within us for, for years now. And I yes. think this is just the thing that's stirring it up. Yes. So what would
2: you say to us? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm right in it with you. Right. Um, Totally. Um, I would say that, um, yeah, the issue of fear and anxiety is rampant. And what I think is going on is that we've been at war with the enemy. There's been a war for our minds. um, And we didn't even know it. We didn't even realize that we're in a battle for our minds. I think we've been believing The lie, which says that we are subject to the thoughts that we have, that we, um, whatever we're thinking about, the thoughts that are coming to us, the feelings we're having, we're just on that roller coaster that we don't actually have control. Does that make sense? Totally.
0: Yeah. And I felt that before where you are not in control of where your brain is taking you. Exactly. I I read something that you wrote that's like, to start off, you have to face down the lies that you've believed about yourself and the lies that have been whispered to you. And that's a really interesting thought.
2: Yeah, completely. And I think to get there, we have to walk it back to page one of scripture, which Mm -hmm. says that God created us in his image to co-rule creation with him. That's what we were made for. And the enemy wants to steal that identity. In Genesis 3 through 11, really, we see the fall of humanity just spiraling down. It gets worse after this talking snake incident Mm -hmm. in the garden. Mm -hmm. And as we read that story, we also see snippets of a fall of the spiritual beings that God had made as well. We see parts of that in chapter six, we see it again in chapter 11. Um, And so what happened is we gave our, our rule that God gave to us, I mean, in such kindness and goodness, we're Humans are creatures of the dust. He made us of the dust, but of the breath of God as well. You know, he breathed that Ruach inside of us and wanted to invite us up into this divine vocation, really, of co-ruling with him. And so when we turned away from God, we turned away from God and to um to the enemy really what we did is we gave our rulership over to the the dark powers is what we did Mm -hmm. and now we're enslaved to them and so our story really is one of a kind and gracious and compassionate god wanting to rescue us from that bondage mm-hmm. and dust us off, actually totally recreate us. <laughs> right. And I love, love, love that uh, the end of our story, when we get to that Revelation 22, 5, it says, and they, he's talking about, John's talking about the servants of God at that point, and they will reign forever and ever. You know, it's mm-hmm. kingdom language, start to beginnings of, or start to finish. Right. So We have to address the fear, we have to speak the fear because the enemy is intent on keeping us in fear and guilt and shame. And I don't know if you have noticed this, but when we're afraid, especially Christians, because the number one exhortation in scripture is don't be afraid <laughs> you know i've heard yeah. some pastors say there's 365 references to do not fear throughout scripture one for every day because that's how much we need it you know <laughs> so we know that we know that the lord is calling us not to be fearful so what do we do as believers when we're fearful we get ashamed yeah we, we get ashamed we hide we do we do what adam and eve did in the garden they were afraid and so they hid right and then we're trapped there we get trapped so, the very first thing we have to do is we have to shine light into that darkness. And yeah, darkness meaning like evil, but also darkness like I picture that fearful state is like stumbling around in a dark forest. Like you don't, you cannot see the path. You can't see what's true. Right. We need the light of Christ to shine down and light up the path and show us what's true. So, always, always when there's fear, it It's rooted in a sense of unbelief. We're we're believing a lie about God or ourselves or somebody else. Right. Exactly. Yep. So we speak it. We speak it aloud. There's something very powerful of saying it out loud. And I think think speaking it aloud allows the enemy to say, hey, I've clocked you on this. You're not going to get me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and it allows our minds to, to, I think, bring it to the surface when we consciously lay those feelings before the Lord. I love the Psalms. One reason I love the Psalms is because the psalmists express like literally every single feeling a human can feel. They express it to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Out loud. Yeah. And I think we're afraid of that negative emotion. Um, But I think of like Jesus, when he goes into the garden of Gethsemane, he, he tells the father his fear and he tells the, his friends, his fear. He's Mm -hmm. like, I have such anguish. There's, there's intense sorrow ahead of me. And he Mm -hmm. doesn't hide that negative emotion. He speaks it to the Lord or he speaks it to the father. And then the, the place that Jesus gets victory is when he's able to say, yet not my will, but your will. Mm
0: -hmm. That
2: is that trust in his father. It's that base theology of the goodness of the father that even though I really, really, really don't want to do this if there's any other way, you know, pleading in anguish about what's ahead of him. Right. Separation from the father, just that trust of, okay, your will, not my will, your will. Right. Mm, That's powerful. Right. So you
0: so the first step is to just speak the fears that are trapped inside of your head out loud to the Lord.
2: Yep. And And I think uh, sometimes I'm sorry, we might have to even back it up a step further, because a lot of times we have this, wouldn't you say we have this low grade anxiety or even if it's heightened anxiety to me, anxiety feels like my brain and body are racing like I yes. am in my fight or flight mode. Yeah. And I actually can't always put my finger on it. It's just yes. this feeling of impending doom, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And so, a really good question to start with because some of us, when we go, okay, I'm going to say what I'm afraid of. And then it's like, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. So, we. We don't serve the idols on the high places. Those gods are not our gods. Our God is the living God and the living God speaks. And so we can say, Lord, (laughs) you tell me, you search me and know me. You know, David prays, search me and know me, see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So we ask God, search me what's down in there that I can't even access right now. And so I love that exercise of Lord, what is it I'm really afraid of? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause we don't even know a lot of the time I feel fear and I think it's over this un, you know, this unpaid bill or this one thing that's going on. And then it, it really, once you start saying it out loud, you realize it's completely about
2: something else that's yeah. deeply rooted in you, you know? Yes. Yes. Something deeper. Yes. And so I think we ask the Lord when he reveals it, we do, we say it, we say it out loud, we confess it. Yeah, this is what I'm afraid of. Or if you know, you say it out loud to him, you hold it up to him. And then I love the question, what do you want me to know about this? Like, what do you say about this? Because here's what I'm thinking and feeling, you know? Yeah. I'm thinking and feeling that you either can't or won't fill in the blank, whatever it is, protect my kid or, you know, provide for me or whatever it is, whatever that fear is. Um, here's how I feel. I feel like this. What do you say about that? Right. And receive his truth. I think that's that beautiful exchange we get to make.
0: So is that from listening and trying to quiet
2: our mind or is that from searching scriptures I think all of the above I do I do think reading in scriptures I think talking with friends paying attention Mm -hmm. to what's going on around us as far as the messages that are coming in you know you might get a word from a song or from your pastor or um, I think that but I think too in in just a direct listening prayer listening for the voice of God you know we have the mind of christ we yes. have access to god and i love that because in the garden adam and eve they walked with god how were they supposed to rule the world alongside god well they were going to receive wisdom through direct communication with god in their walks in the cool breeze of the day you know right kind of that allusion to the spirit and so so, one of the things Christ did for us that I think i'm i I don't know if we it's like we have to know what we have access to in the kingdom, you know, and right. he, through the cross, that's like the door into the kingdom. it's like the keys to the secrets and the knowledge of kingdom of the kingdom of God. Jesus talked about that, and Paul talked about that, and so because we have access to him and because the spirit always points to Jesus and Jesus is always communicating what's coming from the father. Mm -hmm. We, we can hear him. I think he, he will speak to our minds. Sometimes, you know, in pictures, I have lots of Mm -hmm. friends who get words from the Lord in pictures Mm -hmm. or for me, it's like short phrases. Um, Yeah. And then, yeah, of course. And I think that feels scary to a lot of us to talk about, oh, yeah, God told me this. But I think, you know, you take that and you pray through it. You see if it does hold up to scripture, you know. Right. Um, but I would say, yeah, that's that it's all of the above. Right.
0: Right. I think that half of what you're describing is working through um being pursued by him because when he wants to tell me something he just keeps showing up through every person and every place and also just I mean I need to be convinced almost every day that he is good and he's hes he's actually good because I've always said God is good but really the way I feel and think and act is like I don't know if you're good I don't know if you're kind and I'm not sure if you're gonna like let me fall and flail. Yes. Yes. So, you know, after we say some of these things out loud, I know that will bring a degree of peace and calmness. How do we keep walking forward um, through? And and I do want to make a quick note that if someone is wrestling with a mental illness, like this is not prescriptive of over medication or anything like that, but this is a way to connect with God. We've talked with people before. Who have just said, like, half of the battle is feeling so isolated, like, I can't get to God. He's not getting to me. I can't get to people. I feel so caught up, cut off, and isolated. So, this is sort of these practical steps to put one foot in front of the other to make your way into the light and out of shame, you know?
2: Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I did have a time. Um, when my older twins were toddlers, that I really, really hit a wall, like really had a breakdown of Mm -hmm. just intense anxiety. And I did take medicine, and I did go to counseling. And the way that I describe that time was that the medicine was like the band-aid that stopped the bleeding (laughs) but the counseling was like the surgery that really got to the root of my of my issue of my um sickness or trauma right so i yes a hundred percent i agree with you um and this is kind of that everyday kind of fear that we're all gonna be facing as we walk with a god that we can't see we have to have eyes and ears to see what is in the spiritual realm, because Mm. we walk around in a world, it's like a two-layered world. We walk around Mm. in the spiritual world and in the physical world. And the Mm. physical world that we can see and hear and touch and smell, it feels more real, doesn't it, than the spiritual sometimes? Yes. Yeah. And and so you're right. We have to be convinced of him and his love and his goodness. And he is so faithful to walk right alongside us. And OK, yeah. OK, I'll show you here. I'll show you here. And I think our job, as like you said, as he's pursuing us is to receive it, is to yes. receive it, because oftentimes we it's like we're unwilling, like we're unwilling to just receive it. You know, it's when, when he says stuff about us or even stuff about himself, it does sound too good to be true. It sounds too good to be true. Yeah. And so we have to receive it because he is, he's better than we can imagine. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's like going back to the first step of what you said is undoing the hiding and the shame. It's like somewhere along the way we lost our ability to receive love and goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, And so kind of going back to the beginning of that and then fast forwarding now to our current situation with (laughs) this virus that is really outside of our fault and Mm -hmm. our control and I think we are so in love with control yes and feeling like that feeling of control and all this right now is doing for me is is making me realize like all that control you had was an illusion. Oh,
2: never yes. 100%. 100% <laughs> an illusion. Yeah.
0: Right. So mm-hmm. what do we do with that?
2: Yeah. We get to practice... Um, interrupting our thoughts. I love, I came across this recently. It's Eugene Peterson. You know how he did the message um, paraphrase version. His paraphrase version of 2 Corinthians 10, 5 through 6 says this. It says, we use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. Wow. And I love that, that. That's that verse about, you know, just destroying the strongholds mm-hmm. and holding every single thought captive to Christ. And Mm -hmm. so really in my journey with anxiety, I, I um, used to be a pediatric nurse. And so I have always been fascinated by the sciences. And when my counselor taught me about neuroplasticity, it just changed my whole world. Like it just empowered me in a moment. Like I I can put myself back there in her office in that chair when she was telling me all about how we used to believe that our brains were unable to change, that they developed and then they were what they were. And we mm-hmm. didn't have control over that. But she taught me that that's not true, that science is proving over the last 20, 30 years that we have the power to actually change the physical structure of our brains, the the neural connections that are made, which... Um, fire when we think things, we have the power to change those. And a thought, if we can interrupt a thought that's terrifying us or causing other negative emotions, if we can interrupt that thought, we stop that groove from being made by another, you know, trip down that neural connection. And so if we can stop that, the ones that we're able to stop, those connections will die off. And we can create new new grooves. And so I often think of 2 Timothy 1 7 with that for God gave us not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and self control, right? So he has given us his spirit, which empowers us to practice self control, because it is such a discipline to stop a thought to interrupt a thought. And then, and then choose to think, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is good. You know, Philippians 4, 8, we, we think on the things that are excellent and praiseworthy mm-hmm. and we create new patterns of thought. We change our brains. It's crazy. Right.
0: So how, I mean, it's almost like we can renew our mind, like the Bible says.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Don't be conformed to the patterns of the world, to all the people around us. But we really can be actually transformed, like an actual transformation. We don't have to be people who pretend that we're not afraid or who pretend that we're people of peace or people of love. We actually have the tools spiritually speaking and in the rhythms of our life because i believe that christ showed us that we we don't have a body it's not like we are primarily a spirit and then we have a body and then we're going to be not in our body later like he made us mind body and spirit you know and so we connect to him through our bodies too and i think that's where we get into the the practices of the way of Jesus looking at his life, not just what he said, but what he did. Like he drew away to that place of solitude and quiet. He was never in a hurry. Like he practiced celebrating. He lived life in community plugged in and all these things are essential to our well-being and our mind and body and spirit work together. So if we're lagging in any of those areas, we're going to have problems and Often it comes up with anxiety, anxiety and depression. Often, yes. Oh, okay. yeah. So, <laughs> um,
0: but we made it. So, okay. I'm so intrigued by this. What you brought up just now of, in order to like combat fear, like Jesus did, then like living practically the
2: practices that Jesus did with
0: like physically yes. with his body.
2: So, can we go there? Totally. Let's do it. Okay, so for me, that all starts with this idea about ab- abiding abiding because I think so often in life we want to um be really efficient and produce things and perform and yeah. we want to perfect or whatever our version of this good life that we're trying to attain and trying to live in um And as believers, I think often like looking at the fruit of the spirit, we often see those characteristics of the fruit as directives. Like you must be these things like commands, but really that the command that's found in that passage is abide, (laughs) like keep in step with the spirit. And so I think that's what Jesus was showing us in those rhythms was about keeping in step with the spirit. And so um, we do hold some things in tension where the disciplines are concerned. Like think about like, it's really important to be plugged in, to live life in community. Mm -hmm. But it's also really important to go get away with the Lord alone, you know, to practice that silence and solitude, practice listening prayer, you know, even listening to your breathing, doing some meditation over scripture, Um, We hold both of those things and that brings balance. It's what our beings were, were made for is human connection and connection with God. And so that's just an example. But I think the, the practices ground us in our body and help us to experience the Lord. But what we've done with them, at least In the tradition I grew up in is we've kind of villainized the practices because we've talked about them like, oh, if you fast, you can, you know, get something from God, like it's an exchange or when we, when we do the practices, then somehow we're earning our salvation. Yeah. When really what we're not, we're not talking about justification. We're talking about the way that we are transformed into Christ likeness. If the goal of our whole life is to be transformed into our, the likeness of our trailblazer, Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. then we got to live how he lived because he said, I am the way (laughs) I am the way he's showing Mm -hmm. us the way. And so I have, um, just been, Investigating this area and working on integrating the practices, I think we are really good at incorporating teaching into our discipleship. You know, we have great opportunities to listen to awesome teaching through sermons and um, books and Bible studies, but really taking the opportunity to practice, like James said, you know, don't just hear it, but do it that the hearing and doing in the presence of God back to abiding, if we do it apart from the spirit, then it's just a work, right? It's just a dead work. But if we do it in in the spirit, then Mm. it's transformational to our heart such that we're not a person who's trying not to be afraid. We're a person of peace we're an actual person of peace. Like, that makes me so excited. Like, I want to mm-hmm. be a person of peace, you know? <laughs> yes. And Yes. So I love um, what the first book I started with to learn about incorporating the practices was The Spirit of Disciplines by Dallas Willard. Okay, I really love that book. So that's a great resource. Okay. Um, and then also on the practical side of stopping your patterns of thought that are getting you into ruts. There is a book that just came out that I'm reading with a group of women called um, Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. And it's about stopping the spiral of toxic thoughts. And so she uses the book of Philippians um, to talk about that and she studied neuroscience for like two years to really try to get to it because she was facing spiritual attack in her mind as are so many of us. So those are two really great resources that I wanted mm-hmm. to tell you about, but
0: yeah. What are the, um, thank you because I've heard of both of those. and um, I just heard Jenny Allen on a podcast and that was kind of mind blowing. I was like, woo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, so much good work around just what, what we are unable to, turn down the noise yeah. and see like sometimes I'm outside of my body and I can, I can see the symptoms of an overran mind, yes. you know, trying to control every little thing and mm-hmm. some of like, it interrupts your sleep. I mean, yes. so what do we, what are some things that you practice? I think we've just talked about it, but like when you see yeah. the symptoms kicked up yes. in your mind, You can just start taking practical steps and ask, you don't have to know what you're afraid of. You can ask God out loud, like, yep, please get to the root and dig it up, whatever it is that I'm trying to grasp
2: at. Yes, totally. Two things on that. So one, I will notice, um, when I'm starting to feel anxious and I'll Mm -hmm. say you're, you're exactly right. It's a symptom. It's a red flag. So where am I disintegrated right now? Where am I falling apart? Because we're an integrated being, meaning we have, you know, our emotional life, our spiritual life, our physical life, our life with our spouse, if we're married, our life with yeah. our friends. How are all those relationships and different aspects of ourselves? What right. what are those um, patterns looking like? Have we stopped nourishing ourselves with really good food, really good food to feed us what we need? Have yes. we stopped nourishing ourselves with the word of God, you know, all those. So we cover our bases, go, I'm a, Mm -hmm. I'm a whole, have I stopped moving my body? Do I need to do some yoga or go for a walk or whatever? Um, Mm -hmm. So those that's number one. I take a look, take a little survey and like, okay. Or is my schedule overrun? Am I too busy? Do I need to say no for a full, you know, season to kind of calm everything? Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, that's the first thing. And then the second thing I like to do as far as listening prayer and really dealing with it with the Lord is I like to ask him if it's a specific feeling like that you can kind of, um, point to, let's get really, um, I'll, I'll go kind of like lighthearted, but with preaching, I was having a real fear learning to preach because I was terrified of getting up into the pulpit and speaking in front of people. Right. Um, so here's what I did with that fear: is I said, Lord, when was the first time in my life that I experienced this kind of feeling? Because what we do, what our minds do, is we carry experiences forward. Yes, yeah. we carry experiences forward, and we use our past to inform the now. So this experience that I'm doing now, getting up in front of my amazing community who who has asked me to get there who wants to hear me speak who loves me no matter what I wouldn't be afraid of that if it weren't for some other experience in my life so where was that Lord when was the first time try and dig back with him to the root and so often um So often he'll bring something to mind that you've completely forgotten about. And he did that with me. I was able to walk through, okay, Lord, I'm thinking of this experience, you know, talent shows when I was a teeny tiny little girl, I just feel like I didn't measure up and I was embarrassed and it was a bad experience. And, and then the next question is, Lord, what was true there? Like, where were you there in that moment? What was true? Because Mm. healing, in order to heal, we have to get rid of the fear. So we have to go back to that memory with him and know that he had us and know that we were okay, you know, and know that he was with us. We have to heal from that fear um, way back then. And then that brings us healing in the present. And so I've done those kind of, um, like memory healing exercises with him. And that has been so powerful to really help me out. So that there's kind of like the, the duality of how you can deal with that. When you feel those symptoms creeping up, you're going to have a direct conversation about, this is a really good question. Lord, when was the first time I felt like that? This might come up in a, in an argument with a person you're like, right. Having an intense negative emotion it's like where is this from mm-hmm. you know where is this from because so often it's something surface that we're talking about but the root is so deep and so long ago you know yeah that's an incredible tool yeah yeah I
0: love that it almost reminds me of what I know of like EMDR and stuff like that
2: yes exactly exactly yeah.
0: very very cool so let's carry let's carry it forward to right now this situation we're all sitting in what can we do? Because it's not up to us to like control, um, mm-hmm. this environment. I think that mm-hmm. I straddle the line, uh, usually of either being fearful or burying my head in the sand when something like COVID-19 is going on and yes. it's like, no, 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 everything's good. God is good. And that, right. that doesn't work either. So how uh-uh. do we carry not balance helpful. and like, and talk like, yeah, don't let our past of fear and you know, being out of control inform this intense yeah. feeling and and bog us down from being used because really yes. we want to be serving our community right now.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think s- still practicing. Like I've been like keeping my blinds open, trying to let sunlight in when I can, and going yeah. outside. And I've tried drinking less coffee, you know, so I'm not sure. anxious and all jittery. Yeah. So there are those kind of. Habit, rhythm sort of Mm -hmm. things, getting, making sure we're getting good sleep and that kind of thing. But I think too, I think it's a really good practice to walk that fear to the edge in your mind. Like take the fear too far. Where does the fear, where does it go? If I carry it, if I go through all the what ifs in my brain, you know, what am I afraid of? I'm afraid of this. Okay. Well then what if that happened? Then what? Okay. Well then what if that happened? Then what? And walk it to the end. Yeah. And when we get to the end of ourselves and to the end of that fear, I think what we end up is we end up with a choice and fear wants to tell us that we don't have a choice. The enemy wants to tell us that we do not have a choice, but we, if we, if we take that fear too far, we walk it to the edge we see that we do have a choice. We can trust God or not. We, we simply can trust that Jesus is the ones, Jesus is the one who holds the keys to Hades, to the thing we fear most. And we can trust like Jesus did in the garden that we have a good, good father or not. <laughs> and the or not leaves us stuck in fear. I mean, really, if we if we can't if we can't walk that fear too far and say, in the end, I trust God. In the end, I trust in the goodness of God. I trust that we will rule and reign with him forever, where there is no more sadness or sorrow or mourning or sickness, that he will be our light, that he will be our God, that we will be completely united with him, and that the world will be set right and we will flourish and reign forever. And that the glory of that goodness, it doesn't even compare Paul says in Romans, it doesn't even compare to our present struggle. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that helps me and then practicing. I mean, once we walk that out, and we do that exercise, then we're not gonna do all the what ifs, then we're not then we're gonna live in the here and now and in stay grounded in the present moment, we can say, Lord, what do you want me to know? today? (laughs) What do you want me to know today? And what do you want me to do today? And that's it. Yeah. And that's the, yeah,
0: yeah,
2: exactly. That's the piece that's going to set us
0: apart from the rest of the world. Yep. Yep. That's right. Um, I I think that's a beaut, those are beautiful tools. And, um, I, I do want to touch before we, before we wrap it up, On the spiritual warfare aspect of it and um, how to (laughs) recognize that and pray through it. And I mean, we have people who listen, who are of all kinds of different faiths and (laughs) backgrounds and some that walk with the Lord and some who don't. But um, I do it's it's a real thing. So
2: I do want to Mm -hmm. talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Oftentimes before I'll even listen to the Lord, you know, open myself up to hear his voice. We have the enemy's voice coming at us at all times, you know, from the world, the flesh and, and the enemy. So, so I think one thing that I I've learned to do out loud is to silence the enemy. Just say like, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Like, be silent before the living God. We have been given that authority in the power of the Holy Spirit through the work of Jesus Christ, and to recognize that, that Christ has, has that authority and has, with his Spirit in us, offered that to us as a weapon to combat the enemy, that is something that we need to practice So I think just even calling it out, even before you begin to listen to the Lord, um, is very, very powerful. It's very powerful. Yeah.
0: Okay. At this point, even if it sounds weird to
2: anybody, what do you got to lose? I know it's true. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's in the Bible. You know, I think I, I started, um, realizing a few years ago, like, I'm just not gonna ignore this, (laughs) this stuff in the word, like it's in there. It's all over the gospels. The kingdom is real. And the, and the, um, there's a war going on in the spirituals. I mean, there totally is. And we have power. Like I think that's why prayer is so powerful because we get to participate with the Lord to move in the spiritual world. Yeah. That's amazing. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. It's that's, that's the invitation right now um, Mm -hmm. to like save our energy of worry and trying to control everything. And then, that's a good segue into
2: um you,
0: is it you that's organized like yeah, I've just
2: really felt burdened to pray recently, like just um I sense the Lord just saying, "I want you here at the mercy seat, like I want to meet you here in the throne room, and just realizing that our king his throne room is open all the time. <laughs> and He's our father. He wants us in there. And that as we pray, I mean, there's so many beautiful exhortations in scripture to pray, 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 pray. Like yeah. there's power in prayer, prayer, prayer moves the hand of God and prayer transforms our own heart. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's the most powerful thing. I mean, I think we can do right now. And so, I just want to see God move. I believe that there we're in a moment in history where the spirit wants to do work. Like I think he wants to do work and I want to participate in praying for renewal. Yep. Yeah. I have yeah. the
0: word revival in my head constantly the last yes. week or two. And I, yes, I think we are invited to it or we, or we can stay the same. So I yep. think whenever I, anyone has invited me, to pray. I'm just like, I'm there. I'm on it. Let's do this. So how can people
2: join? Okay, cool. So, um, I think through my Instagram handle would be the easiest way. And I'm the golden Sparrow on Instagram at the golden Sparrow. And I have a link right in there. It's just like a Google doc that's open for anybody to participate. So I have hours laid out right now. It goes from 6 AM to 10 PM. And I'm really hoping to make it 24 seven. I believe that across the treasure Valley across Boise Eagle, Nampa Meridian, we can fill that sucker out and know that we are in the throne room, throne room ceaselessly interceding on behalf of, um, the area and all the different people on the front lines Mm -hmm. and those that would come into the kingdom of light through this time Mm -hmm. and bringing our own fears and expectations and hopes to the Lord. There's a prayer guide that, um, I actually borrowed. The Church of the City in New York was so kind to offer me resources to get this started because I was really inspired by John Tyson.
0: Yeah, he
2: has 24/7 prayer going over there, and um, I've been joining them in that, which has been amazing. And so he shared his prayer guide with me, which sort of breaks down because really a person could go, "Can I pray for an hour? Like, can I really do that?" But the guide is amazing, and there are eight different sections, and we just suggest you take about seven-ish. minutes going through and there's all sorts um sections on praise and praying through scripture and confession and repentance and worship it's and listening prayer it's wonderful i i walked out of my first session like oh i cannot wait to sign up for that again like before I had felt like a burden like oh i need to participate in this and now it's like oh that was so life-giving that is what we need okay so i'm gonna
0: put the if i can um I really struggle with technology, but I'll put the link on my Lou Dre account too. Yes. And then the link to this episode will be on the Bonding Time account. But I did try and go on there and I could not get, I could not figure out how to put my name in a slot. What do I need to do? Oh,
2: shoot. If you just clicked on a cell, it wouldn't let you edit it?
0: Yeah, I would click on it, but... I couldn't actually type my
2: name in. I'll try it again though. Mm, I'll talk with you offline and see if we can get that figured out. It might be a problem on my side, so we better get it figured out. <laughs> okay. Well,
0: I would encourage anybody who's listening, even if you're not a praying person, to just to just like pursue this and and read yeah. through that prayer guide because it really is, I mean, it does it does move our situation, but it really does it does something inside of us. I always think of prayer as such an invitation to be a part of, you know, what God's doing and to be at peace. And so um, I,
2: I and we don't, we don't not have to be a praying person or what we would call a believer to pray. I mean, you can ask the Lord a question. He wants to be known and he wants to speak. And so when we ask him questions, I believe he'll speak to us.
0: Yeah. I found so much, so much freedom in um, praying, messy even. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. It's been really good. Cause he's so big and he can handle it and
2: he's oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so mm, He can spill your guts. Yes. He can take all your anger, frustration. Yes. Yep. Totally.
0: Well, Holly, thank you so much for being generous with your time and, and just giving us um, some of your wisdom in this time in in our lives because I think we're all a little bit hungry and thirsty to be reminded of what we already know is true. Um, but But it just feels like there's so much confusion and there's so many loud, loud voices. And so I just thought, man, if we could give someone an hour or 45 minutes of some nourishing, peaceful reminders, then like please let me be a part of that. So
2: I, thank you for being a part of that. Oh my gosh. It's my pleasure. I seriously have enjoyed it so much. Thank you. Uh, yes.
0: Okay. Hey, yeah. So we'll exchange some details offline. Okay.
2: That sounds good. All right, thanks Holly. <laughs> okay. Thank I hope you guys enjoyed
0: this episode. Um, I hope like it did for me, that it just was able to provide some calm to your heart and remind you of a few things that we sometimes forget to remember about whose we are. Um, It really helps me, you guys, if you uh, screenshot this and share it or share it with friends. And um, if you can think of anyone you know that would be benefited from hearing these things, please go ahead and share it with them. I hope you have a beautiful week. I really love all of you and I'm praying for all of you.